on the cover, Hextinction stands to the right of the page, holding up the collapsing wall of what we quickly recognize as the crumbling remains of the Kobe Pyramid. We can tell the whole building is coming down sooner rather than later. Petrine and Horsehead take up the left side, wading through cybernetic zombies with glowing green circuit veins to try and clear a path for Daybreak and Jesse Clips, who is holding a small, wrapped bundle under one arm. On a roof opposite, we can see the flash of a silhouette in a long, concealing coat, and the streak of a glowing orange eye. Hindsight 2020, Issue 1, The Future Soon. Welcome to Apex City, and this is Issue 1 of our 2020 uh, year-long project called Hindsight. And we open this particular issue on scenes of Apex City kind of as an overhead view, but it's a little different than we have seen it in the past. It is more or less destroyed, decaying, uh, the river is kind of sludgy and starting to dry up a little bit, uh, the buildings are in obvious disrepair, crumbling, Simone Park especially is just trashed, uh, we can see the Heron buildings in the background, they're still more or less standing, three out of the five, but they are no longer kind of like gleaming and beautiful. They're obviously broken. Uh, everything is coated in a very fine gray dust. Uh, we don't see many people out around the streets, and the ones that we do see are wearing kind of like heavy clothing, and most of them are wearing some sort of respirators. Uh, we see a shot of the moon with a hole in the middle of it and a halo of debris in orbit. This is Apex City in the future of 2067. And we panel in on the ruins of the Kopi Pyramid. Now this, uh, for our listeners who may just be joining us, is the Center for the Observation of Powered Individuals. Uh, and they had a really cool uh, high-tech techno pyramid as their base of operations. It is now dark and all of the windows are broken. Kopi used to stand for something. They used to be the good guys. And we can see outside the building is surrounded uh, by probably dozens of hacked individuals. And these are people that have uh, circuit-like veins kind of straining out against their skin. They move slowly and like something is pulling their strings like marionette puppets. Uh, and they are obviously blockading the exits to this building. And from there, we pan in to see a figure that we haven't yet before. This is Jesse Clips. Eric, would you like to tell us who Jesse is? Sure. So Jesse Clips is um, some sort of resistance leader here in the future, uh, fighting against the big bad. And physically, on the page, what does Jesse look like? And I'm sorry, is it Jess E or Jesse? Uh, Jesse, for that good, good pun. Okay. Jesse Clips is uh, a white woman with auburn hair that goes down to her shoulder. She is wearing um, what looks like black tactical gear with pouches all over the place to carry uh, random equipment that she always seems to have. She has a small scar on her chin, and that's about all I can think of. That is perfectly fine. And that is not the character that you're playing in this. I do want to ask... Did Jesse bring Daybreak on this particular mission? I think Daybreak would have insisted. Okay, so we see Jesse kind of pressed up against one of the pillars in the uh, front entry kind of lobby area, and she's got a little small like bundle wrapped up in dirty cloth kind of pressed up against her with one arm, and she's holding a stun gun in the other hand, and we can see the charge on the side of that is just blinking red. She's got like maybe one more shot in it, and I would like to go ahead and at this point, first off, these hacked outside have just broken down the door and they're starting to come into this lobby. Daybreak, how do you enter this scene? Loudly. 
<laughs> Give us the description. Let's talk about Daybreak. Could you uh, describe what the scene looks like for me uh, real quick? Sure. So we have Jesse in a lobby holding a stun gun and some small object that she assumedly got in here to acquire. Her stun gun has like maybe one shot left on it, and a bunch of hacked individuals have just broken into this lobby and are now coming uh, coming down towards her. Cool. Um, so Daybreak is going to look at Jesse, then look at the crowd, smile, and jump into the crowd. Okay, so you're just like jumping in at him. Are, are you trying to accomplish anything in specific? Mostly to distract from Jesse, I think is probably the, the main goal here. Okay, are you just like trying to like give her a, an out to get out of here or? That's the goal, okay. yes. Uh, so first off, I'd like you to roll to defend. And uh, secondly, I would like you to describe Daybreak. Um, snake eyes on the dice, <laughs> so it doesn't matter what my stats are. Okay. So we'll talk about how that goes in just a second, but describe Daybreak for us. All right. So uh, Daybreak is a Filipino teenager who uh, is rounder than your average teenager, definitely packing on a few more pounds than average. He is currently dressed like he is cosplaying the Filipino flag. Down one side is red, down the other is blue, and in the middle is like a, a deep white V with like a rising sun on it. He, he looks loud. <laughs> nice. And as you jump into this crowd of, you know, hacked, basically cyber zombies, you realize a couple of things. First off, they're way stronger than you thought they were. Jesse is swiveling to try and get a good shot on them to sort of uh, give you an out to get out of there, but she's not going to get in there uh, quickly enough. I would like you to take a powerful blow right quick. That's an 11 on the <laughs> Starting off strong. So uh, when you take a powerful blow on a 10 plus, you can either remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc. You can lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or you can pick two options from the seven to nine list. I think losing control of my uh, powers would be the best thing to do here. Nice, nice. Losing control of your powers in a terrible way. So I want to go outside the uh, the Kopi Pyramid for this reaction shot, and since the audience doesn't know quite yet, Daybreak, what are your powers? So uh, my powers are technically energy projection, um, and the energy he projects is just plain light. But the way he uses it is to basically cause little explosions of light, uh, which he calls uh, flashing. And he uses that to just in general pack more of a punch than he should be doing. So what we see here is the outside of the Kopi Pyramid, and we see it like light up from the inside a couple of times in quick succession, and then the exterior wall just blows out and begins to crumble. Uh, you are now in a situation where this entire pyramid might just come down around you, and at that point, I want to get over uh, to the outside of the pyramid where we have a few other people who may be responding to this situation. Patrina, how do you come onto this scene? Well, uh, everything's starting to crumble. Do I know Daybreak's inside? You know what? I'm going to leave that up to you. I do know Daybreak's inside. So what happens is I'm standing outside kind of waiting and uh, and I go, uh-oh, it seems that Daybreak is in trouble and I must save him. And then I quickly just kind of crash my way through all the rock without seeming to worry about it hurting me and just kind of get inside the pyramid and not doing anything helpful in the process. And what I'm going to have you do there is unleash your powers, which is a roll plus freak. But as you're Got doing it. that, could you tell us what Patrine looks like? Describe yourself. Yeah, uh, let me roll that real quick. It is yep. uh, not great. Five. Uh, but Patrine is a very normal human person. Thank you very much. She has normal human flesh and normal human hair cut into a power bob, wearing an 80s power suit with giant shoulder shoulder pads, um, 
she looks like a business person from the 80s, like someone was trying to make the perfect business person from the 80s from a stock photo. Nice. And so you crash through the walls of the Kopi building, which does not really help its structural stability much. No, not at all. So I think the way this is going to work is that rather than this building being about to collapse, it's probably collapsing like as we speak. Uh, Does anybody else want to get in on this? (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'll jump in. Fantastic. So tell us about yourself and how do you enter this scene? I think immediately chasing after Petrine is this person who essentially looks like they're half lizard. She has scales, uh, she has a good old lizard snout, she has feathers where hair might normally be, she has the fun reverse legs, uh, and this is Hextinction, who is frantically, like, chasing after Petrine and just going, No, that's- Petrine, that's not gonna work! And <laughs> starts- I, I, I think we, we see as she forms some arcane sigils in the air. And, uh, oh, I guess the other thing that I should mention about Extinction is that, very similar to those people out front, uh, she has prominent, like, circuit board veins running through her patches of skin where there is skin and not just scale. And then we see, uh, her arms start to enlarge and, and sort of form into ligaments looking, resembling, uh, very much like, uh, large dinosaur heads reaching up to hold up this wall that Petrine has just smashed through. Nice. Uh, so I think I'm actually going to call that an Unleash Your Powers as well to, to reshape your environment. So go Absolutely ahead and roll freak. Ooh, that is a five. <laughs> We're on a five kick today. Okay, so we're not doing all that. I did say I wanted to just burn through potential tracks, so. Upside, so far, everyone has marked potential. We've only got one left to go. Let's see if we can keep it rolling. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. You are basically trying to reach up and hold this thing in place. And as you do, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a choice here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you are doing this, it's putting you in kind of a vulnerable position. And these hacked are very definitely drawn to your position. Uh, they kind of sense something in there that is, you know, attracting them. Uh, so you can either keep this building from falling immediately and take a powerful blow, or you can avoid that, but Petrine will be taking a powerful blow in that. Oh, I'm taking that powerful blow. All right, go for it. That's only a seven, so not as bad as it could be. Cool, so choose one off of that list. I mean, it really feels like I'm giving ground to uh, <laughs> to just yeah. be standing there holding up this wall. I think that works just fine. Uh, so as you are doing this, uh, some of them are trying to like grab onto you and just pull you out of place, and a lot more are flooding past you into this area with uh, Jesse and Daybreak and now Patrine. And there's not a whole lot you can do to stop them at this point without this whole facade like crumbling down on top of you. At that point, I'd like to get over to Horsehead. Yes, um, uh, Horsehead does step in. Uh, Horsehead is a NASA-styled spacesuit filled with sparkling purple gas. He steps up to where Hextinction is. He's got an iPad in his hand, and he's uh, tapping on it, like, furiously. And he says, I am running reports on the structural integrity of the building. Things are not looking good, Hextinction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I can kind of tell that. (laughs) Do an assess the situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think that works just fine. Go for it. Great, that is an 11. 
Nice, nice. Uh, so you get two questions off of that list. What would you like to know? So the questions I'm going to ask, uh, what here can I use to uh, what here can I use to stop the building from collapsing? Basically, I want a way to reinforce this without uh, extinction having to hold the whole thing up. The other question I want to ask is how best how can we best end this quickly? Sure. Uh, so we'll we'll do that in order. Hextinction is holding up this front facade, but basically what happened um, is that Daybreak blew out the structural supports, and you could probably prop those up pretty easily. It wouldn't hold this up forever, but it would at least give you a little bit of time. It would, you know, at least take one, probably two of you to do that, but it could be done. And how can you best end this quickly? So you notice that the uh, the hacked are definitely swarming in with a purpose. They are circling around Jesse, and you suspect whatever she's holding is what they're after. So you've got two options, either get her out of there or give it to them. Right, well, we're not going to be handing that over. I say, Extinction, please hold on for a while. I have something I need to retrieve. Trying best I can here! <laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah, let's stay with Horsehead for a sec. A uh, horse head, uh, uh, like, marches straight through this swarm. Uh, it's it's all pretty much just brushing straight off of him, because uh, one of the advantages of having this uh, non-corporeal body is that uh, things like the swarm not really hugely impactful for him. And, yeah, he's going to march straight up to Jessie and try and uh, pick her up and get her out. Uh, I do want to roll that as a defense someone. Well, that's a three I just rolled. <laughs> <laughs> So, on the upside, <laughs> everyone has marked potential. The future <laughs> is bleak, friends. <laughs> I- I'm, like, trying to pick her out with my iPad still in my hand, and I can't balance her very well. I think I would like you to take a powerful blow before we get to what's actually happening here. That is another three. That's good. I'll tell you what's happening, and then you can tell me how you stand strong and weather the blow. So, the hacked are adult humans that have been infected with a, you know, nanovirus plague. And as part of that, they are trying to grab onto your high-tech spacesuit and just overwrite the circuitry. Uh, so how do you stand strong in the face of that? Yeah, uh, basically, uh, that's me, like, uh, using the entirety of my suit to, like, uh, cover Jesse up. Like, I'm more worried about her than I am for myself. And you can see, like, uh, parts okay. of my suit start to, like, really start to fray and, like, sizzle. But the two of us are fine. All right, I like that. Uh, So let's get back over to Daybreak for just a second. So you have just blown your load power-wise, and you're feeling a little bit drained at the moment because you just blew out, you know, the side of a building. But you do see the rest of your teammates have entered the scene at this point. At least the one of them is kind of keeping the the hacked off of Jesse for the moment, but probably not forever. What do you do? I'm going to go back into that crowd and try and punch people off of uh, Jesse and Horsehead. Nice. I think I do still want to, I want to call that a directly engaging a threat here, because I think there's some options that work for that. So go ahead and roll plus danger. That is a 10. Nice. Uh, So on a hit, you do trade blows, and on a 10 plus, you pick two off that list. Do you want to resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition? I'm going to resist blows and create an opportunity for them to escape. Okay, so you're getting in here avoiding all of these hacked and you said the opportunity you want to take is for them to escape so at that point i want to get over to horsehead again because we're kind of like right in this scene here you have an opportunity to get out here are you taking it absolutely i say thank you daybreak for allowing me to secure the target and uh, i'm basically just stop talking and go <laughs> <laughs> just start trying to do like a sonic the hedgehog roll with my body 
Like, I really don't want to expose her to the thing still, so I'm, I'm just rolling over on my side towards the exit. I like that. Uh, so you've just trapped her in a hamster ball. <laughs> I, I that is protected her in a hamster ball. <laughs> I think as you're going, Jesse takes her, like, one last shot with the stun gun uh, at one of these hacked, and I want to get over to, um, to Patrine. So they're going to be able to get as far as the front of the building in that manner, but there are a lot more hacked out front than there are in here. Patrine, you see Horsehead and Jesse roll past you. What do you do? Well, they're they're rolling past me, but Hextinction is still holding up stuff and Daybreak's still in here and they're still hacked and falling debris. And Hextinction is the person I'm latched to, and that's worrisome. So Patrine pauses for a moment and goes, This is not good. I might have to pull on further power stores, and I'm going to activate my move A Mind of Their Own. Your powers evolve and mutate when you're facing an obstacle or threat that your powers would not be able to deal with. You can mark a condition to gain brand new abilities adopted to the situation. And you lose these new powers once the danger is gone. Okay. Uh, so what kind of powers are you uh, manifesting here? Uh, I'm manifesting... Um, I-, I feel like uh, having something that would abruptly slow the debris down and kind of stop it out, but also that I can kind of uh, like slow the debris down so my friends can get out of here. And maybe I can kind of navigate it over towards on top of the various, uh, on top of our enemies so that they can get taken out rather than falling on our heads. Okay. I, so I, I have an idea for that. Yeah. I could, I could either use solid light projection, I feel like, if I just take one of my own moves and kind of light shows up and it's kind of like weird. Uh, it's, it's weird little computer cursor hands kind of appear midair and start <laughs> like throwing these things away from us. Or I could nice. just do like telekinesis. Either way. I, I like the weird computer cursor hands. I think that's cool. And you're are you throwing these at the hacked or where where are you? Uh, I, I am basically making sure they don't hit extension and day, daybreak. I don't care if they hit me and throwing them at the hacked to give them time. Uh, so I think I think that is going to be a defend someone. So go ahead and roll plus savior. Uh, I got a 11. Nice. So you're definitely going to keep uh, one of these two safe. Who's more important to you right now? Well, extinction is who I've decided is my owner. Sorry, Extinction. <laughs> okay. So we're going with Extinction then. Yes. Uh, so Extinction, as you were holding this up, you could see like another round of uh, hacked coming to take a chomp out of you and just pieces of um, ceiling and debris knock them out of the way. Are you doing anything at this point? So here's the thing. Seeing that the hacked are being put in danger, Extinction's actually going to try and protect them. Okay, uh, how are you going to do that? Oh, God. Oh, God. Are we immediately getting into it? Cause, I think um, we, might, we might be. Yeah, so I think we, we can kind of, like, see... I don't know how it's evoked in comic book panel, but, but there's, there's just this, this barrier in Hextinction's mind that, that she, she just constantly feels this tapping against. And in, in, in a moment of, of sort of panic that, that these people are going to be hurt by this flying debris, she reaches out with her cyber enhanced mind and instructs them to jump out of the way and connects to their consciousnesses. (laughs) <laughs> which is probably horrifying probably a little bit uh so at this point i would actually like you uh as well to roll to defend someone yeah oh dang that is an 11 okay so give me a color that uh that kind of like says hextinction to you i mean it's got to be like green okay so normally the hacks just have this like circuitry that's more or less 
embedded under their skin. And as you reach out and kind of grab them with your mind, it just glows bright green. They stop whatever they were doing. They're like mid-swing on daybreak and they just pause and file single file out of this building. (laughs) And I want to get the uh, reaction shot from daybreak there. Daybreak is covering his face in a defensive posture. His eyes are closed. Um, then the next panel, he's blinking. Uh, wait, what's going on? <laughs> and and yeah, so we get probably you know a good ten or so of these uh, of these hacked are just filing out of this building. Now I want to get back out front uh, with Horsehead and Jesse right quick. As you get to the front of this building uh, and you kind of roll past Hextinction, you come out to a crowd of hacked who are basically waiting for you to come out so uh, what do you do not a better spot to take her uh well i mean better than inside you're part you're halfway there <laughs> it's not a collapsing building so right? you're not in any danger of getting crushed out here so you're halfway there what are you up to um i'm gonna find out what miss clips has secured sure are you just gonna like ask her uh, in the middle of this or how's uh, that gonna work out for you can i see it is it like a large I- item Right now, it's about the size of a football, and it is wrapped uh, in some sort of, like, dirty cloths to keep whatever it is safe, so you can't directly see it, but you know about how big it is. Uh, Ms. Clips, can I take that for you? And she kind of, like, looks at the hacked and looks at you, and then just kind of, like, shoves it at you and goes, yeah, it's probably safer with you. Uh, yeah, um, like, the top of my suit is, like, a, a dome head, and I'm going to crack that open a little and just put it inside of me. <laughs> Um, I, I do this in full sight of all of the hacked. I really want to make sure that they see me doing this. Okay. Because I am going to make a target of myself. So, my next uh, movie. The building I, behind I, us. Right, right quick, because of your situation. Sorry. Um, but because of your situation. So, you, you crack your helmet in, you stick this thing in there, and then your helmet closes. And you can immediately feel something trying to connect to your suit. And it is way, way better at it than these hacked are. I do need you to mark a condition. That is fine. I'm going to mark insecure because I okay. don't really trust oh. my suit right now. Uh, speaking of, yeah. I marked guilty earlier for a mind of their own. Okay, thank you. I forgot I'm, to ask. I'm also just marking guilty for connecting to the hack like that. <laughs> sure. Uh, so yes, Horsehead, you're probably right not to trust your suit fully right now. You can like you can hear the servos testing themselves and just like trying to figure out what this thing can do. But right now you're still in control. So what do you do? Patrine, I need you to come clear a path for me. Understood. And we see a panel of Patrine uh, turning around and like and doing a, a basic 180. And then she just kind of charges forward. And she's like, I need everyone to get out of the way. <laughs> and uh, she just starts kind of moving forward and just kind of shoving people out of the way. Uh, since Extinction was obviously trying to protect people, because Patrine saw the green, she's trying to do so gently, but she does have super strength and super durability, so it's probably a little harsh. That's that's fair. Uh, I'm going to have you directly engage a threat for this. You got it. I'm just going to follow after saying, uh, oh, excuse me, excuse me, sorry, thank <laughs> you, Th- thanks. Please make way for the two of us. Uh, an eight. Okay, so you can pick one off of that seven to nine list. Create an opportunity for my allies, obviously. And what opportunity are you creating? I'm making a, a, a very firm path, as if I'm a very bulky person and not just a regular normal human woman. Okay, uh, so question here is, I think Horsehead's not going to have any problem getting down this path because you're right here at the start of it. Daybreak and Hextinction might have a little bit more trouble, especially Hextinction since she is currently holding up most of a building. But let's get with Daybreak and Hextinction. What do you do? Well, Daybreak, are you uh, still in the building currently? Last I checked, yeah, I was still inside. All right, this this may be time to go. 
Um, so I think what I will want to do here is jump my way out, maybe and unleash my powers. I mean, I, I'm not going to make you roll directly for that. Just tell me how it looks cool. Cool. So I'm going to add in a little foreshadowing in here. So you see um, Daybreak try and power up and light up for another flash, and it, it isn't quite working. He stays dim. He closes his eyes, and then instead of a bit of light covering up, there's like tendrils of darkness gather around his feet, and he just jumps um, straight out of the building. Nice. And Hextinction, how about you? She... she readjusts and quickly takes you know takes her arms off of the building that she's holding back and we sort of see as as her body shifts again and her arms which had turned into these you know long necks with heads at the end sort of shrink back down to normal arms but her legs grow into like more raptor running legs and like longer and she just bolts uh so i think everyone pretty easily gets away from the Kopi building and we sort of see, you know, a good third of it collapse in the background as that happens. The hacked are definitely pursuing you for a while, but eventually you get outside, you know, their range and they just fall off. They're like a swarm at this point. We do get a couple of panels as you're escaping uh, of a figure on a rooftop nearby holding a, like, high-tech kind of iPad, sort of like uh, the one that Horsehead has, and watching all this and they are just covered sort of head to toe in uh, cloth wrappings. And all we can see is uh, their eyes, one of which is glowing orange, and they just sort of scowl as you escape. And I want to flash forward a little bit to the group of you getting back to wherever it is you're going. So I think uh, Daybreak who had Jesse as part of your backstory. I want to ask you, where were you going? Where is your kind of base of operations? Um, so Jesse's base is actually going to be, it's in the suburbs around um, Apex City rather than inside Apex City proper. There were less people, less dense population out here, and it made things a little bit easier to stay away from the the hacked. Uh, so you're in probably some sort of repurposed municipal building in the outs in like the outskirts of apex city and horsehead as you've kind of gotten here your suit is starting to fight you on this um it is definitely starting to get a mind of its own uh what are you doing at this point um i'd like to get it out of me as soon as possible um i think like i uh, sit down on a, a bench somewhere uh, i'm going to take my boot off and I'm going to shake the football-sized item out of it. As you do, we see a couple of things. It does take a little longer, and you can feel like there's something starting to attach itself inside your suit. Uh, it eventually pops off, and this thing sort of rolls out onto the floor. It is still mostly uh, wrapped in cloth, but we can see these little like mechanical tendrils that have extended and were trying to attach themselves to your suit. And the cloth wrapping has become a little bit detached, and we can see the vague shape of a head in there. Uh, I'd say, uh, Patrine, please do not touch this item. It will be dangerous. Pa what's for hilarious? Patrine at this moment is reaching out to try and grab it, but then as soon as she that, she pauses and straightens up. And uh, she says, "The best laid plans often go astray," as said in Conduction, Induction, and Deduction by Click Guan Flunterian in paragraph three of page four twenty-eight. <laughs> that's that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> I would like to hand this over to Hextinction. I think she is best suited to deal with items like this. Uh, oh, 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 are you sure? Uh, uh okay. Hextinction and, uh, takes it carefully. 
So as you pick this thing up, it is kind of like flailing tendrils around trying to attach itself to you. It's pretty easy to avoid that, but just on the page, it's obvious that it's trying to. And Jesse has moved over probably to like a little mini fridge and she's gotten herself a bottle of something. Uh, you know, this is this is a PG-13 comic, so let's say strong juice. Um, <laughs> brown bottle. <laughs> brown a delicious bottle. brown bottle. <laughs> right? Delicious brown juice. And she says... Yeah, I I got a read the other night about something that I thought was a piece of paradox tech, but I think that might actually be more important. And as she says that, we can kind of see the wrapping falling away from this. And we see something that we haven't seen for a minute, really since about the middle of last year. This is a head. It is starting to decay a little bit, but that's fine because the only thing that's falling away is synthetic skin. It's bald. There's a metal plate over the left eye, which is very, very dimly glowing orange. There is still power in here. This is Overclock's head. <sighs> oh, um. I, I think, I think Hexington like drops it in panic. Just die. <laughs> Please be careful. I went to good lengths to secure that. I'm th- I was not expecting to be holding a head. <laughs> I think Daybreak tries to catch it and starts poking at it. Okay, so I, I think I think it does hit the floor and like rolls a little bit, and then Daybreak can just kind of pick it up from there. Funny enough, it does not have the same reaction with you that it did with with Hextinction. It's not trying to attach itself to you. Neat. And and yeah, you can poke it all you want. It's not reacting at this point. It is said that two heads are better than one. In Electricity Kills by author Zizak Warpengchankian on four twenty eight paragraphs. <laughs> gonna keep that in why did you take a head why is there a head and jesse at this point is uh pulling up some schematics on an old style computer and she motions you over and she shows you the hacked give off a very distinct signal so you can actually you know track large swarms of hacked by their you know for lack of a better word radio frequency and it's always the same and this head despite being decades older than any hacked phenomenon, is emitting that same signal. And she just kind of looks at you, and looks at the head, and looks at you, and then looks back at the head, and then looks back at you. Poke, poke, poke. Mm, Because I I think it might be able to fix at least one of our problems. So do we just plug it in and see what happens? She kind of looks over at Hextinction. What do you think of that plan? I I, I don't- I I don't know. I- it's I I don't know anything about this. Uh, hold on, does Overclock have like a, a USB or, or anything? Like, how would we actually plug him into something? <laughs> USB C. <laughs> if you fiddle around with Overclock's head, which right now Daybreak is doing, you do notice that it has at least one or two different style ports. So you could probably find some way to access it. Yes. Shall I plug him in? I would love to do that. Yes. And uh, I think I've just pulled, like, this is an old municipal building. We've got, like, a, a cardboard box just full of different uh, types of cables that connect to things. Sure. And we have some trial and error where we start, like, putting in printer cables and stuff, but we finally get one that matches up with the terminal we have. Uh, and are you plugging this head into, like, what are you plugging it into? Patrine offers her arm and just casually pulls back a flap of skin. Ew. I think it's worth noting uh, at this point, Patrine's not a real person. <laughs> I'm a perfectly hey. human. Uh, not a real human. 
How about that? Although I am not a person, you are correct. Right, I was about to say, although you are the newborn, so in some ways, you are not yet a person. I am a Boop. computer. From space. From space. So, Horsehead, are you plugging this head into your space computer? The space computer being Patrine, yes. Okay, so first things first, it connects no problem, and you are getting a very, very dim signal. Um, it seems like most of the power that it had, it expended trying to connect to Horsehead's suit. So it's kind of starting to go back into hibernation right now. Uh, so, Patrine, what are you trying to do? Uh, I try to connect to it, and then I'm going to try and run a diagnostic on the head to see what state it's in. I'd like you to unleash your powers. You're extending your senses, so go ahead and roll plus freak. You get it. A 12. Okay, so on a hit, yeah, you definitely do the thing. You extend your senses uh, into this severed robot head, and... First off, on diagnostic, it is heavily, heavily corrupted. There's a lot of information in here, but it's not in a very readable state right now. Uh, the main protocols it seems to have at this point are to try and self-repair, and that one even is not functioning at full capacity. But there are a lot of files that, in theory, you could try and access. There are video files. These eyes are fully functioning cameras. There are development logs of like things that were done to this tech and there is a really heavily encrypted set of files uh way down past the root level that you have no idea what the hell's in there there are many files here but they are very corrupted i could run a correction protocol or i could try to transfer them to my own system so that we could try to play them immediately maybe why don't we play them maybe maybe let's not you know put unknown files on you just in case there's something you know dangerous on that I think we should play But it's play like, just like a, a beta tape, right? You just plays videos. Yes. Well, it's already plugged into her. I don't really see what worse could happen right now. <sighs> Hexington just deflates a little bit. Abort? <laughs> Try? Ignore? You can, you can make your own decision, Petrine. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure that it's safe. I will set up a quarantine process. And, um, Petrine is going to casually uh, move a little bit closer to a screen, plug herself in there, and try playing it. Uh, so while that's going on, I would like to, um, real quick, because it's going to take you a minute to set that up. I have to download the proper codex, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's going to that's gonna be a bitch and a half. <laughs> so, Daybreak, it's been a while since you've been here. What are you doing at the moment? So once... Daybreak hands over the head and everyone is starting to uh, work on it. I think he heads over to the kitchen. And as you head over to the kitchen, you kind of have to go down a hallway. And in that hallway, there is a poster. Uh, and we see on that poster a figure that looks very similar, but very distinct uh, from Daybreak. And it's still got that um, Filipino flag like styling. It's still got that geometry of like the deep V at the neck, but it's black and chrome silver now. And there's no, like, rising sun, like, no burst in the middle. It's just chrome, like, dark blue, black. It's so boring. It's it's a very boring, like, geometric, basic color costume. And the face above it looks kind of similar to Daybreak's, but definitely older and definitely harder. And what does that panel look like where you pass that poster? So as Daybreak is passing by it, he is running his hands along the the wall of the hallway, and he comes to the poster. He looks at it, and you see his the fist, uh, the hand on the wall, clench into a fist. You see him starting to light up a bit, as if he's going to punch it, and sighs, and just walks past it. 
and kind of similar uh, horsehead, what are you doing while Patrine's getting set up for these files? Um, I think I'm tinkering, basically. Like I've done a couple of things, like I, I found just a pedestal fan, and I've set that up next to Patrine. <laughs> want to make sure she's got cooling. Uh, so, so you're setting up to kind of help Patrine here. And last but certainly not least here, Hextinction. So while Patrine is sort of setting this up, I'm wondering if I can reach out with that that techno sense from the virus and pierce the mask on a head? You know what? Uh, yes, absolutely. Roll plus mundane. <laughs> that is a nine. Cool. Uh, you get one question off of that. What do you intend to do? As uh, Petrine has been connected to this thing, it's siphoning power off of her and its systems are starting to come back up online. And so by the time she's almost ready to plug in and actually access these files and play them, you can see that it is starting to forge a connection with her like deep circuitry. And given probably a few minutes, it's going to be so deep in there that you can't get it out. It's basically oh. going to transfer all of its files over to Patrine and hijack her body. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, okay. Uh, you have a very small amount of time to prevent this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ. Okay. Hextrusion just like shouts, oh no, 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 no. And like goes to, and just rips the cord out. Disconnection detected. I would like you to roll to defend someone. <laughs> Ooh. That is an 11. Okay. Dang. My, uh, I need my potential. Come on. <laughs> you know, but also that was a pretty important defender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you rip that cord out. And it brings a little bit of Patrine with it. Like, it was physically attached uh, in there to her arm. Oh, flesh. It's okay. <laughs> Please and, eject uh, drive before removing. And as you do, I think the, uh, the last couple of panels of this issue that we get uh, are this head just... Are you just holding on to it at this point, or have you thrown it somewhere, or...? Uh, I'm definitely not getting near it at this point, because it was okay. coming at me with tendrils. Fair. So did you just, like, throw it off in a corner somewhere? I imagine it was, like, on a stool and just sort of kick it over. <laughs> sure. So we see those little tendrils that were extending out of the bottom of it kind of, like, twitch a little bit and push it up, and that orange glow in one eye, like, winks for a second, and then both eyes open, and it goes, <laughs> Where the hell am I? Heads up, everyone! <laughs> hey. <laughs> Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of robots that look like people, people that look like robots, and time travelers. Why are you not playing it right now? Daybreak is played by Eric. You can find him on Twitter at PrimeFactorX01 or listen to him play a silky smooth fay on the Shadows of St. Fleur podcast. Patrine is played by Mac. She's a co-host of Crooked Russian Camp's podcasts, including Gem Jammer and I Will Fight You. You can find her at any of those or at MacKenzie on Twitter. And that is M-A-Q-U-E-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Mac, please learn to spell your own name. Horsehead is played by Nick, GM of Real Fantasy Encounters. You can find him on Twitter 
at RF Encounters. Hextinction is played by Evan Saft, your friendly neighborhood GM on the Rollout podcast. They can be found on Twitter at NamesEquipped or at Rollout Podcast. Apex City is gymmed by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at Cinder underscore Brandt, on Instagram at Brandt.ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Whenever in the time stream you find yourself, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and join us next month for Hindsight, a Golden Age.